10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Great. Cool. We're good at this now. I guess this is how professionals do it in the biz. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, and welcome to this episode. I think it's episode 113 of Free to a Good Home. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me by the power of, uh, well, what is this? I guess it's the internet. I was going to say something else. <laughs> what were you going to say? I wasn't sure if I should get specific. Anyway, hello, Ben. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, I'm well. I've got, uh, I've got, uh, we're recording this in the witching hour as, uh, as day becomes night, and to reflect that, I'm currently drinking a cup of tea, but right next to that cup of tea is a can of beer, which I'll crack uh, probably in the next 10 to 15 minutes. So listen out for that, uh, dear listener, and you'll know that that's when the sun has dipped neath the horizon. Uh, you and I are actually, um, we are just uh, following the aftermath of what was a, a truly psychotic game of um of werewolf last night that we played um with a bunch of other podcasters yeah uh, including a lot of former guests on the show and it really has changed um i guess the way i view you sure um the you, you i i know i note i note uh in my diary that you um you did vote many times against me to, to kick me out of the game because um, you were terrible you were terrible at the game i mean i it, one of the one of the advantages of a vote for michael hing in a mafia game is that regardless of, of your alignment, the game will be better off following that death. <laughs> Just on a, uh, no, I did. I, I, uh, I also made an enemy of Naomi Higgins, I believe for life, um, yeah. which, yeah. which was, which was an enormous error. Um, with you. But one Australian podcaster, and I've, I've got to say probably the only Australian podcaster, which makes this episode awkward, that wasn't <laughs> on that show. Um, <laughs> Is uh, is our guest? Mm. It's our bloody guest. It's Ben McClay. Hello, Ben. Hi. Yeah. You know, I w- I looked at the the stream that you guys did, and it just I saw a lot of faces of people that I would have normally described as my friends, your, co- your colleagues, even. I guess. Yeah. Sort of we share an industry uh, and mm-hmm. some social connections and stuff. But I, you know, I had um, I had other stuff on anyway. So it's, I just I'm don't. Not, I, that doesn't to me it. ring true of either the situation we currently find ourselves in or just what I know about you. Mm, no, I think actually, if you look at my uh, Twitter account at the moment, the last tweet I've done was about how I was high in the bath watching movies last night. Uh, <laughs> well, that scans with what uh, I and our listeners know of you because last time you were on the show, um, Ben, you were mostly talking about how you, I think you had a VHS collection that you uh, prized quite a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently sitting in a room that a generous person would describe as our guest room and uh, anybody else would describe as sort of a, a stack of VHS tapes in some very cheap IKEA shelving. Uh, but Hell there is yeah. also a fold-out couch in there, so that, you know, we can I accommodate mean, the VHS even. tapes are a guest in a way? Uh, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a welcome guest in my life, certainly. Sure. Uh, um, so well, since, last t- since the last time you were on the show, um, Ben, have you, um, have you done any uh, trading online any uh, buying or selling of things uh, country uh, or otherwise i mean i'm doing a fair amount of facebook marketplace purchases i uh the most recent example would probably be yesterday morning i purchased um, three 1980s french pornographic films uh on vhs <laughs> right and these are for a collection obviously 
Uh, well, you know, partially for enjoyment, partially for a collection. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, anytime I go into this in any level of detail, I make myself sound like the most insane person alive. But no, you just know, look, we're open minded. You just sound like a garden variety pervert. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> look, these aren't for pervy reasons. Uh, for some reason, adult tapes uh, are very hard to come by. Uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, I imagine it. they're quite easy to come by, <laughs> oh, actually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, it was lovely being on the show. Lovely talking. <laughs> Wait, no, what, what do you mean? So you're saying like, like, like uh, pornographic films from like pre, what, 2010 or something are difficult to, well, what's, what's the cutoff date? At what, at what uh, time does the, does the pornographic apocalypse occur in your timeline, <laughs> Indiana Jones? Well, okay, so this is more of a taste preference thing, but uh, all of the good VHS tapes to buy are, pre-90s because that was before a bunch of legislation about how what sort of classification information you had to add on there whatever so the box art is the help, best this isn't then. helping you at it's all so much but the point is most people instead of trying to sell their porn tapes on just threw them into the bin because you know you don't want to be the guy that's like hello i have a cardboard box full of anal porn Right. Except, like except, to to my house. except you, who's doing it on a podcast with thousands of listeners. Oh, well, yeah, but I think as a person buying it, I'm less creepy than a person selling it. No, that's certainly not true, is it? Oh, arguably I just, I just worse. Think both ends of that <laughs> transaction, if anything, the person selling it may have some sort of like, yeah, they're look, divesting I've, themselves of it. I've turned my life around. <laughs> Whereas you're like, hi, I'm looking for a Nadir that I could wallow in. <laughs> I think it's it's definitely uh, it's not easy on the soul to make these purchases. I, this is the first thing I saw when I woke up yesterday because obviously I checked my VHS groups in the morning. Uh, sure, and I was so embarrassed about this guy just posted a picture of like sixty tapes being like they're four bucks each, and I was like, oh okay, he's got some kind of rarish ones in there. I don't want to say them by name because that makes me sound like a huge pervert. So I just took a little cropped you'd image have to of speak the in French to say it too, wouldn't you? Which yes, and uh, certainly I can't do that. Uh, but it's a, yeah, it's the worst hobby in the world. I, I cannot justify it, but I'm going to keep spending money on it because this is the exact sort of brain damage that I have, apparently. <laughs> so specific. It's really specific. It's the worst. I honestly, I'm glad no one can see what this room looks like. It is a fucking shambles in here. I think it might be a hoarder. <laughs> do you, I actually don't know a lot about your living situation. Uh, do you live with other people? Uh, I live with my partner, George, uh, living in, you know, uh, a a nice city like Brisbane where it's relatively affordable to have Mm. a house is quite nice. Uh Yeah, because that way you can sort of stack your your pervert VHSs uh, without having to sort of deal with housemates about it. Yeah, certainly. And I can keep this door closed when we have guests until someone looks in there and says, hey, um, just one question. What the fuck? <laughs> but also, like, a, um, also your of- guest room is where you, like, your guest room is where you keep all your really shameful stuff. So it's terrible. Well, I mean, I think there's sort of, uh, if I'm letting someone stay at my house, they know a kind of circle of trust already. So right. just, also, it'd be quite so rude for, for someone to agree to stay at your house and then be quite mean about your collection of French pornography. Yeah, just like, how if, just like how if you and someone invited you on a podcast and that you, that you went out of the, the kindness of your heart just to be on and they made it late and then they just roasted you for the first five minutes about your French pornography would oh, no, also yeah. be somewhat disrespectful. Honestly, it's probably good because every now and then I let myself think that this is normal and fine and it's, <laughs> it's really nice to have someone just rip into me for it. Uh-huh. There's sort of an ongoing um, theme on this podcast, and I think many comedy podcasts is 
um, how uh, people's partners deal with their unmitigated bullshit. Um, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. how, is, how, how does George feel about this, um, this sordid collection of um, pornography? All right, well, describing this as a collection of pornography is not quite accurate. I would say I have... The data points I've got is that you spent yeah. a lot of money or you spent $4 each on some tapes, uh, some French pornographic tapes, uh, first thing in the morning, so... <laughs> so sure. I mean, if you I mean, sample me out, ben, um... 24 hours, it's not a great look. <laughs> You've got to stretch that out over a number of years. Uh, it, it works out kind of okay because uh, George is relatively unable to fall asleep unless she is watching some sort of movie or TV or something. And uh, we can't afford to have like a proper, actually good TV in our bedroom, but we have like a shitty little CRT and a VCR in there. And I've got like a million movies. So we will just chuck one of these on. I will immediately fall asleep because that's how my body works. She will have 10 minutes of watching the start of predator and then fall asleep. (laughs) Uh, And it works out pretty all right. That's very sweet. That's, that's actually quite a touching tableau. And Predator is a very real example. I would say I've seen the first five minutes of Predator hundreds of times. Uh, Are you sure you're watching Predator and not the French remake, La Predator? (laughs) (laughs) It's very hard to tell the difference until the alien comes in. Oh man, um, Michael, right, are you well, keeping um, well in isolation? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm keeping very well. I've. Um, I've discovered uh, in my week of holidays that um, I actually. I mean, I think we all knew this, but I mean, I, I just thrive under these circumstances. I really do. Um, right now, in fact, um, some of the restrictions we're lucky enough. Uh, some of the restrictions are being lifted uh, this very weekend in our state. So, you are now allowed to have coronavirus, for example, <laughs> which. Um, yeah, previously, not allowed. Oh, no, uh, you're allowed to go and visit people now. Um, sort, of, sort of small groups of people are allowed to go visit other small groups of people at their private Is that the residence. case in Queensland, um, Ben? It has been the case the entire time in Queensland. Really? Uh, <laughs> we've never not been able to visit people. So uh, really? when ours came in, everyone else, they were like, oh, shit, this is going to be awful. And then Queensland were like, we will find the shit out of you if you are driving your car around for the sake of driving around. But if you just are driving over to go to a mate's house, you are fine. It's been a wow. situation. Right. Okay. So you're allowed to go visit people in New South Wales right now. And um, friends of the show, uh, Dave Harmon and Shakira Khan invited me and uh, Hum over today. And I um, had a, not a panic attack. I wouldn't say a pa- I, I, I dreaded the <laughs> idea of seeing human beings <laughs> so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that I, I've, I've spent uh, this afternoon rebuilding my computer and installing a new graphics card. Um, so instead of going to their house? Yeah, instead of going to see my friends, I um I built a computer. <laughs> so I hope you, you didn't give them some sort of confected excuse as to uh, why. Well, I know they listen to this show, so podcast. it doesn't matter if you did. <laughs> it doesn't uh, well, matter no. at all if you did. I'm mm. also recording this podcast, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It, and so, and oh, to be clear, it wasn't anything personal about them. I, you know, I like them very much, but it was just the idea of. Sounds worse now people. that you've clarified that. Actually, yeah, really, I, that hadn't even occurred to me until you said it, and it probably hadn't occurred to them until you said it. Just, just feels, feel, feel. It's one of these times where I'm, um, you know, constantly regretting the fact that you've taken over editing duties on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a, <laughs> there was an edit I did on uh, the last week's podcast with uh, Naaman, uh, where he, <laughs> he called me a beta, and I, I hadn't really touched anything in the podcast, but at the moment he did that, there was like so much crosstalk. Um, that even though I have separate clean channels, I couldn't really get rid of it. And so I, I got rid of it. And then I thought, fuck, he's going to listen to that. Remember doing it and think I like Starland it out of the podcast. 
<laughs> I uh, I also have the uh, power of editing over our podcast and the temptation to do things slightly in my favor the whole time. Oh my God. Overwhelmingly strong. But they also, I know none of them are listening back to the episode after I've edited it. Mm-hmm. So I could well be painting a picture of me as a much more uh, competent, <laughs> calm, collected, never mocked host. And they would never pod- we should talk about your podcast, actually, because we usually do plugs at the end. And I know for a fact that nobody listens to that. We could, honestly, from the moment the Pina Colada song comes on, we could just have racial slurs for two <coughs> minutes and no one would ever get us in trouble because nobody listens to it. I mean, I, I listen to the tail end of podcasts, including this one, because largely I listen while I'm driving and it is sure. too sort of, you know... I don't want that, to that episode where I just did racial slurs, that was, a, that was an issue. <laughs> Um, but no, tell us about your pod because it's huge. Um, I, well, it's there are a lot of episodes. I was thinking that actually listening to the start of this, not to make fun of the fact that you guys, uh, you know, have immense hiatuses and just go months, months without releasing an episode. But this podcast has been going for substantially longer than mine is, and I think we're up to, I don't know, 150 or something. It's kind of yeah, took me by yeah, surprise. Look, we know, we know, Ben, we know. We know that yeah, we, we'd, all, we'd all love to, you know, be professionals and do the show every time we say we're going to do a show and not delete episodes accidentally when we record them. We'd all love to do that. I'm sure our listeners would love it if we didn't keep losing episodes. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, right? If we, if we don't do episodes, they roast us for not doing episodes. And then when we do do episodes, they're like, oh, fucking amazing. Oh, look, this is a minute. All it took was a global pandemic. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what most of your audience sounds like, right? That, do, that voice that you're doing? Like. Uh, yeah, well, um, when we have Your podcast shows. is called the uh, Bunta Vista Socialist Club. It is, although uh, we, we've trimmed it down to Bunta Vista because we got people being very mad at us that it was not theory heavy enough, uh, uh-huh. which is a pretty fair criticism because the four of us are dumb as shit and uh-huh. uh, we're bound to say a lot of stuff that doesn't make uh, any sense. But that's the secret sauce, right? Being dumb as shit apparently people do like the worst episodes I have found so far. The ones where I come out of it being like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck would listen to this? People are like, Oh, it was so much fun. I'm like, no, yeah. No. I, <laughs> I find that. that, I find that too. I find that people who like um, a lot of the stuff that we make like it, for inc- incredibly perplexing reasons. <laughs> yeah, and often very different reasons from the reasons we make it, if that makes mm. sense. Like, we, we will often make something and think it's funny for this reason, and then it turns out that um, nothing, nothing's funnier than, you know, like, you know, this other thing that people didn't even, that I, no, I never anticipated. Somebody told me that they um, listened to it when they're about to have panic attacks, which was, like, a, a, an interesting conversation to have, but, like, and also a lovely thing to hear that they got some comfort out of it. But also I was like, I cannot think of anything more stressful than listening to this podcast. Um, well, this is a podcast where we go through the week's class of minds and find the best and worst things to talk about. I've got one. I want uh-huh. to I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to crack my beer. Okay. Also the sun is set. The very tippy top of it has just gone. Well, I'm inside. So who can say? <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> this, I guess this is a rare uh, New South Wales Queensland moment where we're recording at, at a time synced moment. Um, no, it's not rare. It happens for literally half the year. I, know, uh, I would say is it more than half. The last it's, six months, though, it has been. Uh, it's not. It's, <laughs> do you think it's like the planets aligning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the the thing from the start of two thousand and one. It's finally happened. It, it finally happened. Queensland and New South Wales are on the same time. It happens once. 
when Hallie's Comet is in the air, it's thrilling. Uh, we thought we'd have to get you up at 3 a.m., Ben, but this is the one day of the year. So. I don't want to scrutinize that too much, but when you say Hallie's Comet is in the air... Uh-huh. All right. So it's your belief that the time that when that comet passes us, it has entered our atmosphere? <laughs> no. I think right, the air in the sky. In the, in the, it's up. Okay. Yep. Oh, when it's in up space, uh, it spends the rest of its time in down space. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. I wonder if it um, does spend its time in down space. Oh, please God, no. <laughs> this, this classified is taken from Craigslist in the Los Angeles area. Hello, Los Angeles. Uh, and it is from the SF Valley. I think that's the San Francisco, no, San Fernando Valley. I believe that is the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Uh, community uh, misconnections. Um, and it's entitled got milk question <laughs> mark. Mm-hmm. I know that seems pretty weird, but I'm actually looking. Well, no, hang on a sec. No, it doesn't. It doesn't yet. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> well, then I think just, it might get weird just because he's being so defensive about it. Let's <laughs> not, let's not, uh, let's not, Let's not be quick to uh, downplay how weird this could get. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that like the phrase got milk. Mm-hmm. I, I usually preface it with a do we okay. and then it's, it's have, sure. but I would say that to my wife probably four times a week, which ben, actually I, would be I, quite I frustrating. Implore, I implore you. I implore you to rethink the words that are coming out of your mouth. Just if you let me finish this sentence, you will I, regret I'm just saying everything. So far, so, okay. so far I'm on team this guy. Okay. I know that seems pretty weird, I'm mm-hmm. actually just looking for a wet nurse. Ah. Uh, mm. Uh-huh. I was going to say, maybe, maybe he meant a wet nurse, but that's, um, that's, no, that's no better. It's unlikely he meant like a damp, a damp medical professional. Um, an ex-girlfriend of mine always mm. made milk. Her son was no longer breastfeeding, but I definitely was. Ah. <laughs> uh, mm. This was that's something a... that turned both of us on, but we are uh-huh. no longer together. Sure. I, if possible, is it, can I hand in my resignation from team this guy? Is that a, <laughs> is that already a, I, I think, I feel like shackled yourself to him morning. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something that I would love to continue doing in the rare chance that you're interested in this. Oh, that's a bit of self-awareness in the rare chance that you are interested, interested in this. You should definitely write me. I'm 30 years old and in great shape. I promise you won't be disappointed. So if you're interested, email me and I'll send a picture back. How could you be disappointed? Like you could be horrified, but like you're either into this or you're not. Like you're not going to be disappointed by this experience. I, I think my biggest issue here is when. So this delightful sentence: uh, her son was no longer breastfeeding, but I definitely was. Mm. I don't think whatever he was doing constitutes breastfeeding. Oh, you don't think like he was? He was not subsisting on the nutrients being provided by his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> he was doing it recreationally and probably eating food normally outside of this behavior. Do you think he was eating maybe marginally less food? <laughs> I think a full-grown 30-year-old man probably <laughs> could not get a significant amount of his uh, recommended daily intake from All right. breastfeeding All right. for fun. You think if you say so? Is it, is it, is it, would it be very crook of me to Google that right now? To Google what, Michael? Uh, how much <laughs> could a man survive off breastfeeding? Does, uh, yeah, doesn't can doesn't and... the bad guy in Mad Max do that? What? No, he does. I'm not misremembering that. No, that's no, you're right. I, but I don't think that's the only food that they have because they're also growing food. I've, I've seen Fury Road about. 25 times i'm gonna say i love all right i'm gonna open just i'm gonna open three separate links here the first is from cora 
can an adult survive on human breast milk alone? Mm-hmm. Um, and this person says, if an adult had 2,000 calories of breast milk a day, that'd be three liters of breast milk, certainly <laughs> oh, adequate God, liquid. Uh, you'd need you'd, you'd get 33 grams of protein. That's like the similar to a protein shake. Uh, 126 uh-huh. grams of fat. That seems pretty mm-hmm. good. 225 grams of carbs, and then calcium, phosphorus, sodium, uh, potassium. Um, but it's uh, yeah, p- people in chorus seem to think you, you're able to. But Sorry, no, 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 the no, famous no, no, old no, 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 no. man cannot survive on breast milk alone. <laughs> wrong. No, 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 no. Sorry, you'll sorry, to, yeah, okay. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I cannot let this stand. What they didn't say you could survive. They said you could survive if you had three liters of breast milk per day. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. I, you cannot do that with one person. What? You, How much what? breast milk do you think a person generates? I, 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 sorry, I just need to do another slightly. Less generates is a horrible uh, word for that. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly accruing breast milk over here. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. In the first month, uh, 30 ounces, it's 900 mils a day is what you can mm-hmm, make, apparently, mm-hmm. it, it, according to Google. Again, I'm, 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 I'm an amateur in all this. So sure, you'd, need, sure. you'd, you'd need to be sort of a, um, uh, be in some sort of polycule with multiple, or it doesn't even have to be a relationship. I guess you just need multiple sources of breast milk. Well, here's my um, question. Is this, it's obviously a sexual thing for him because mm. he has said, it turns me on. It turned us. It turned us both on. Mm. Is he offering this as like a job? Because he said you want to be a wet nurse. Now he could be being facetious about that, but he could actually be being like, "Hey, look, I can't find anybody who has this particular kink. Oh, um, well, I want no, to employ no you as offered though." Mm. Um, but if I mean, well, isn't look, isn't breast meat, breastfeeding a thirty year old man its own reward <laughs> in a way? <laughs> I mean, look for some people it would be obviously for some people it would be. Um, there's this article I've just discovered from 2011, which is a man attempting to survive solely on wife's breast milk. Oh no! Why did he do that? Uh, I'm vice writer, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so that's got all the all the hallmarks. They basically had a they had a, they had a freezer full of breast milk because they stocked it up over over, over a while. Um, mm-hmm. The couple the couple eventually had to move, and they found that transporting all of the saved milk would cost more. Than they were willing to pay. You hate rather to end than, up in that situation. <laughs> you do. You rather really... than throw the milk away, uh, the man's name was Curtis. Curtis decided he would drink the milk and see how long his body could survive only on breast milk. That is such a long justification. You know what I mean? Like it feels like this was such a fucking mere culpa from a guy who just wanted to gazzle breast milk. Mm. Uh, uh, even uh, I'm not an economist, but. Uh, that's roughly the same situation as to why the oil price went negative, wasn't it? The, the cost of storing it and moving it was more than the value of the thing itself. Yeah, There's sort of these these lost tankers at sea filled with Curtis's <laughs> wife's breast milk. Uh, oh, I hate it, Michael. Um, ben, do you have one you'd like to share with us? Oh, you're, you're done with breast milk talk? Uh, yeah, I might be. Um, yeah, I have a... Just speaking of people starting defensively, uh, very odd theme. So this is a, an ad on Facebook Marketplace from Granite City, Illinois. Sounds like a beautiful place. This is a 55-pound dumbbell pair, 250 firm. Oh, and this was sent in by Glenn. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, the ad begins as thus. Keep your negative comments to yourself. Thanks. Your opinions aren't needed, libtards. <laughs> 
Iron Hex, indestructible, 55-pound weights. Maybe old in looks, but still reliable because they never break. Yep. Uh, price is firm, $250 firm. Weight prices are well above normal, $1.50 per pound. Most are triple charging. Everyone is sold out. So he's trying to, he's trying to profiteer, right? He's trying to do some rony profiteering. Mm-hmm. What do um, you mean? Like, wait, walk me down that. Walk, walk me through that. Well, he's saying, like, because, okay, 250 US dollars for two hand weights is demented. That's, that is, yeah, that is a bit wild, isn't it? Because what's interesting to me is I can't see a universe in which they cost more than, like, the, the most I think they would retail for is 50 bucks, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But what he's saying is, you know, weight prices are well above normal. Most are triple charging. You're charging five times. You know what I'm going to say to you, Ben, right now? Oh, no, please don't. You sound please like a libtard and you should keep your negative comments to yourself. I love this so much because he's really, like, he goes in, as you say, so defensive. He knows what he's doing is really scummy. Mm. And he thinks just, just by being an asshole at the top, it kind of somewhat mitigates it. I'd love that the the idea of this being inherently politically charged in one direction, <laughs> that people telling him he's a shithead for charging for this much for weights is a, a left-wing attack. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Democrats. But They're always doing this. They're always saying that people are charging too much for their hand weights. <laughs> isn't that kind of a... Um, that, that's, that's kind of a sign of the times. Like, you, whenever you watch those clips of, like, Alex Jones or whatever, like, he's selling, like, brain pills that will mm-hmm. undoubtedly give you all kinds of horrible medical side effects. Sure. But, like um, becoming you know, a genius. It, like if you don't take this, <laughs> you're a libtard kind of thing. You know, like, I feel like, I feel like this person is, um, is, is, I think it's probably a smart thing to do. Oh, you think it's a marketing uh, ploy to yeah, appeal exactly. to a right wing consumer. That's base. actually, that's actually that, that is in keeping with like a lot of the kind of conservative mindset, at least in America. Like I can see somebody paying five times market price to own the libs like they could kind of convince themselves that's what they were doing oh this is gonna piss off some septum ring yeah fucking inner city latte hipster wait oh. till rachel maddow hears of this <laughs> yeah these weights aren't carbon neutral get over it libtards <laughs> which of course by the way there's there's something incredibly progressive uh at least environmentally about secondhand weights completely uh, carbon neutral, uh, don't need to go to the gym, um, and uh, lifting them makes you a communist. <laughs> My understanding I, uh, of how that works. Have, have either of you been doing uh, any sort of like uh, at-home exercises in, in isolation? Um, I've been running most days. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But what I've found is there's a lot of fucking running tourists on the road now. Oh, right. So, these Johnny uh, Lately. Johnny, yeah, exactly. And, you know, good on him, uh, I guess. And I say that because I know that I just sounded like a prick. But, yeah, it um, sounds almost <laughs> like you're gatekeeping the concept of moving your body slightly faster than you normally would. I mean, hey, look, hey, I was moving slightly faster than a normal walk way before any of you were doing that. You keep those know. Achilles tendons slack. <laughs> They just don't know when to move to the side of the path. Good on them, I guess. <laughs> I've not been exercising at all, uh, largely because I don't normally when uh, things are normal anyway. And uh, it just doesn't seem like the right time. <laughs> like self-improvement seems like a massive waste of time. The only person that sees me at the moment is my partner. And uh, she's very used to whatever is going on here with my body already that like <laughs> it would be an exercise in vanity at this point for me to try and improve it. So. 
I'm rising above everyone it else. Almost, it would almost be disloyal in a way. Mm, you right. think about it. That's true. And <laughs> I agree. I, mean? I think I'm actually a better person from uh, just reclining most days. I think, watching I mean, your like, French pornographic films on yeah. VHS. Uh-huh. The, Living the, the life of a French emperor from the future. <laughs> I mean, the phrase... The phrase um, uh, brave ally gets thrown around a lot mm. and uh, I certainly don't want to cheap it by, cheapen it by suggesting that's what you're doing, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Ally to whom? Um, the French. Yep. <laughs> they need all the way, help. A French emperor from the future suggests that the French empire is going to return. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we live in crazy times, you know. Have you heard about this coronavirus? <laughs> uh, but I no, I miss... doing these, uh, oh, uh, these workouts that I... Um, uh, discovered on YouTube, um, and because uh, because uh, you need to the the problem with masculinity. One of the uh, oh, okay. Masculinity. Uh huh. Is that is that if you want to try and be if you want to try and be fit, and and like you know in a way that a man is fit or whatever, and do like workouts for men or whatever. If if you if you put that into YouTube, the stuff you get back is like so tinged with like this like insane testosterone driven like you know just um i'm an ex-navy seal i'll teach you how to be so strong you can murder your friends and it's like <laughs> i just want to do this like King, i know i know for a fact that the only thing holding you back from murdering me is you simply don't think you have the strength to do it <laughs> and i believe that you do please thank you thank please you. no it's like i've kept hing as a flea in a jar for so long and he doesn't think he can jump that high <laughs> Um, so I've started, I've started doing these workouts and, um, they are so like they are presented in such a violent and aggressive manner. Like, and I just put them on the TV and, um, you know, it's, it's like some very buff guy explaining to to me that like, you know, if if you do this many pushups, you know, you can defend yourself in prison or whatever. And, um, (laughs) it's totally irrelevant to, to my life, which is mostly, you know, podcasting, you know, (laughs) let, let me ask you, what would be the ideal YouTube fitness host? For you, probably Ira Glass, I imagine. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> slowly explaining gentle movements in my neck, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to throw shade on Ira Glass, but I don't think he would make you very strong. <laughs> I, my personal belief is that I can see where you're going with Ira Glass, but I think what's the name of the Radio Lab guy, Jad Abenrod? Jad Abenrod. Yes, yes. I think he has a sense of urgency. Uh, that would be more suited to the sort of exercise video. He has the same sort of placid, calm, collected tone of voice, a little bit of certainty, a little bit of authority. I'd like him to do it with Crowwich. That would be my <laughs> ultimate workout, for him to do it with Robert Crowwich, and they talk over each other. And he's like, today we're going to be doing push-ups. Push-ups? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by push-ups? <laughs> we're gonna be doing, yeah, push-ups. That sort of thing. I would uh, I'd really get into that. Do you think, by the way, if you like... Because, you know, Ira Glass always wears suits. If, like, somebody told you, hey, you know, Ira Glass is, like, secretly incredibly ripped, I think I'd believe it. I did not know that. I did not know that Ira Glass always wears suits. What do you mean? Is that well, like, I'm just like, I've never seen him in, like, a tank top. Oh. So, I'm just, I just mean, like... <laughs> That's your, your baseline for always, is based on what you've seen them wearing. You just extrapolate that to their entire life. <laughs> yeah, I, have a, I have a very rare form of, um, like, not having object permanence, basically. <laughs> Um, if you Google Ira Glass shirtless, there is some material available. Um, really? We do have some swift data Google. points. Uh, and it's, it's, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not 
you know, he's, I, I don't want to body shame him or anything, uh, but he's just an average looking guy, you know. I assumed he had the exact physique of a stick insect. Uh, <laughs> I also think Ira Glass that's is not like, true. He's, he's a lot older than you'd think. How, how, how old is Ira Glass? I think he's like mid 50s. Yeah, right. They're, they're maybe that's the same age. Um, as you as you thought i'm not gonna i feel like i'm presuming a lot of both of you about what you feel about ira glass's age and i want to really apologize for that <laughs> not just his age also his like body type as well <laughs> like he's i'm just saying if somebody was much. like if if somebody was like you know ira glass he's fucking ripped yeah. i would probably believe it like um like when when um when uh uh, uh guy plays jonah jamison got insanely cut oh yeah that was fucking terrifying uh yeah jk simmons jk simmons but i was like that makes a kind of sense it matches his personality certainly i feel like when kamal nanjiani got hot recently Mm. um or like what probably six months ago now when he got when he got really cut for i think a marvel film or something yeah i feel that affected i don't know why but that set that how that somehow affected me um it deep in my core Because he's like a he's like a kind of a nerdy comedy guy, right? Or was he like your kind of benchmark that you kept being like, as long as he doesn't get his body together, <laughs> I don't have to. No, because it was it was just so unexpected, right? Like, and and but he uh, was like from from memory, he was pretty good about it. He was like, yeah, all you need to do is have like a personal trainer and make this your the only thing you have to do for four months, and also it sucks. Yeah, I think he uh, kind of. I mean, I think he denied the fact that he was on. Well, he didn't deny, but he didn't really talk about the fact that he was probably on like steroids and things. Yeah, the weird um, Hollywood kind of semi legal steroids. Yeah, that kind of like california legal where it's yeah. like sure we it's legal but mostly for um the experimentation on pigs yeah there's a <laughs> but, doctor you go to but you just wink at him and he winks back and then he's yeah, yeah. in your pocket and then you leave have i ever talked about when i first started going to the gym and there was the man at the gym who tried to get me on steroids have i ever talked about this <laughs> no so when i first started going to the gym probably about three years ago now um i went to this russian gym uh near where my parents live and hang on what that, well, I didn't. It was just. That's it was not just a the thing. Gym. It was the cheapest gym in the area. No, I just mean there's no such thing as a Russian gym. Like, like is it is it Russian by name, or you just sort of did the maths on how many Russian people were in there and like this is a uh, Russian gym? It yeah. was linked to um, a Russian like club of some description. It was it was like the it was like the Russian YMCA or something. I don't know. The uh, FSB. Yeah. I feel like you're describing a scene from Eastern Promises. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, everyone was naked. Like someone ex- cut you up with a linoleum knife. <laughs> Our exercises were mostly um, in the yeah violent violent uh-huh. balls in um, mm-hmm. in saunas. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 lady who but they off it was so cheap. It was like it was something like twelve bucks a week or something. It was like incredibly cheap. Okay. Um, this sounds. This sounds like it was criminal. Uh, I. I. Well. Well. <laughs> well. Ben. No. Well. The. The lady who was. Um. Who. Who kind of. I hired as a personal trainer at this gym. Um. Also for very cheap. It was like. It was like. Thirty or forty dollars a session. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I have no. I have no idea how this worked. But it was really cheap. Um. It was like thirty dollars a session. Or maybe it was like forty dollars a session. Anyway, whatever. It was very cheap. She was a. Uh, a, a Russian Australian woman who had formerly uh, been a gymnast, and um, she would wander around the the gym, and you were allowed to have your phone out to listen to music, 
but if you were like on Facebook or whatever, she had this, um, you know, those balance um, bars they have in gyms, like where um, it's, it's like a, it's like a weight bar, but you don't sure. put any weight on. It's like a wooden, thin wooden bar. She would like poke you with that. If you're on Facebook, she'd say like, no apps. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's actually quite good. I would yeah. honestly pay no, like a was, slight was, premium really to have that. Really you just, you, do you think you need a, ru- a stern Russian woman in your life to poke you with a stick when you use your phone? Well, it, the phone I mean, is look, very good. Yeah. Exercising <laughs> is very hard. And you can see how I struggle with this problem. <laughs> I, mean, I love Twitter. Um, but she, and she, she, was, she, she was pretty funny about Like, sorry, she was pretty fun about it, I should say. Um, but then... Insofar as someone can be fun while poking you with a stick. Yeah, because well, there was a sign and stuff that was like, you know, please don't be in your phone and things. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point, the, the, there, was, the, there were these other guys uh, who would hang out at the gym. They were like just gym heads. They were uh, not Russian. I don't know if that's relevant or not. But um, so I, well, I guess it is because they weren't part of the gym establishment. And they um, offered to sell me what they called some medicine. Um, <laughs> these guys had these bum bags and they're like, oh, hey, bro, do you want to buy some medicine or whatever? And I was like, excuse me? And then the lady with the stick, she came over and she's like, no, he's a good boy. He doesn't need this from you. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> She was like, stay away from him. I think she, the fact that, okay, there's a lot going on there, but the mm. fact that she wasn't like, get out of my gym, was yeah. like, she was like, no, you give to him. He is scum. <laughs> Not nice, Michael. <laughs> Which is, was, honestly, that's a lovely assessment of your character. You know, yeah. everyone else that comes in and goes, ah, you know, if they end up with some sort of weird steroid addiction, whatever. But no, this guy. Not nice, like, Michael. Not nice, weak, bird-like Michael. <laughs> He is my soft son and I must protect him. Um, <laughs> Unless he is on app. <laughs> poke, 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 poke. <laughs> she, was, she, was, uh, she, was, she was very lovely. Um, I only stopped going there because we moved and stuff. But um, she, So uh, the, the, the people trying to push steroids on you didn't... No, because they, they, were, they were very friendly. And uh, sure. they, 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 they looked very healthy as well. Um, uh, but very muscular themselves? Yeah, that that kind of like kind of scarily muscly, really. Real um, sinewy. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the stuff. <laughs> are you guys familiar with the uh, Russian celebrity known as Bazooka Arms? Excuse, excuse me. So this is a man who decided that he wanted to have the biggest fucking biceps you've ever seen, but he is okay, incredibly. I've got to say. I've got to say Listen to me, Listen, dear listener and Michael, yes. <laughs> I want you to picture the largest biceps you possibly can. Okay. I want you to hold that image in your mind. Uh-huh. And then I would like you to Google bazooka arms. This is sort of like a monkey's <laughs> <poor> situation. <laughs> Except he did it to himself. Um, he looks, he, like every image of him looks like he's in physical um, agony it, and spiritual he, agony. He is. And he has had to have very expensive surgery to have that agony dealt with. Wait, so are these, are these implants? This is, I believe it's, is it synthol? Is that what it's called? I might wow. be talking out of my ass here, but he's basically had injections to make it look like he has huge biceps. He looks like, he, he honestly looks, look, from the shoulder down is Popeye. Like he's, <laughs> he's more Popeye than man, you're right. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Popeye was a guy that spent all of his time on Reddit. He became an <laughs> MMA fighter. What? <laughs> Well, I think that might be a stretch. He got the shit kicked out of him in a couple of MMA fights. Well, that counts. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. I mean that's, 
that, that, that is what many MMI fighters do. Uh, yeah, there's a really great video of him versus this like 50-something-year-old Russian guy where he's just like the first punch just knocks him out. Uh, he doesn't That really... is probably the best you can hope for, right? Like if I, <laughs> if I, if I, if I for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, rich old uncle dies and in order to inherit his manor, I have to do one professional bout of MMA, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go the, on. The best you can hope for is to be knocked out cold in the first punch, right? Yeah, well, that's probably the that's most what I'm going way in. to go through that. But, I mean, oh, look, I'm not your crazy rich uncle who's just sure. died. But I would imagine that, like, the, the ghost of the uncle would be on the, the, the side of the ring being like, Ben, you need to give me 12 rounds. Like, <laughs> but... Ben, you need to go down in the ninth, though. <laughs> <laughs> I need to <laughs> throw this <laughs> UFC match yeah. to inherit the money that I have for you. What's, well, I imagine what's happened here is your uncle isn't actually, hasn't actually died, but they uh. do owe a lot of money to some very bad people. <laughs> and so need to fix a UFC match and they need... A, they need a pigeon or, or you know to, to take the fall yeah this is a wonderful guy richie film that we're um <laughs> that we're doing here hey guys do you want a real classy one yes please this Absolutely. was sent in by a couple of people most notably uh podcast favorite alexandra lee mm. um this is one of the ones that i'm aware that uh i don't want to get too picture heavy on this but i think it would be uh beneficial to go on our uh facebook group and see the picture of this mm. um but also i'm going to try and paint a uh word picture uh so you can see it in your mind um this takes uh some context but we'll get through it so this is from austin uh it's on craigslist it costs two thousand american dollars and it is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words. Um, okay. And I'm going to say them in order. And I want you, listener, to see in your mind if you can guess the next one. Uh, ultra rare. That's fine. A bug's life. Fine. Heimlich. Uh, Heimlich was the name of the caterpillar in a bug's life, by the way. Oh, the kind of chubby caterpillar. The chubby German caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, a bug's life. Heimlich. Promo, Fleshlight. Boo. <laughs> no. Real handbrake turn on that last, uh, on that last word there. And I what mean, you have there... Like a, I mean, I, 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 obviously, this isn't official A Bug's Life merchandise, well, right? Well, okay. There's a couple of things to suggest <laughs> that it probably isn't that. Um, first of all, <laughs> the photograph looks below Pixar standard of, of, of merch quality, yeah. right? Uh, Pixar would never put out a flashlight that looks this bad. Yeah. Secondly, uh, I would say that uh, uh, Pixar uh, is a company that makes children's films. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. To my knowledge, there has not been a promotional flashlight for any of their other films. There wasn't a sad old man up flashlight. I mean, to your knowledge... Is probably the key phrase there because obviously this is evidence to the contrary of that. <laughs> Just imagine Ed Asner's sad old face on a flashlight. <laughs> hey, I wanted to spice up our sex life, so I bought a flashlight in the shape of the house from Up. <laughs> and now you you are uh, you fuck the door. Fuck, so you fuck the fuck door. It. It's kept aloft by real helium balloons, and we yeah. fuck the door. <laughs> Um, so uh, th- there's copy. There's copy. Okay. 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 This is it. <laughs> the Holy Grail. 
One of only four in existence. <laughs> Much like I mean, the Holy Grail, there are four of them. <laughs> I mean, what I love about this, like, it's obvious. This is obviously bullshit, but God, they've gone into detail. Why One of four in existence. Four, four, four Heimlich flashlights were made. One went to the dwarves, <laughs> <laughs> and the final was given. Creatures, man. Um, uh, four in existence. The nineteen ninety eight a Bugs Light Life promotional flashlight, never publicly released. Only. <laughs> Only given to a few select high-ranking Pixar executives for personal use. For personal Hun- use is an incredible delineation there. <laughs> they weren't given to a few high-ranking Pixar executives for whatever. Please only use this at home. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Very light wear. Gently used. Do not sleep on this one, folks. Mm. Now, um, we, we've only been sent four photographs. There are nine photographs of this. Uh, Although the ninth is just an image of what Heimlich <laughs> looks like normally, not which, of the flashlight itself. Which, if I was selling this flashlight, I would not include. Because when you look at it, you're like, I guess the caterpillar could look like that. And then when you look <laughs> at the picture, you're like, no, it didn't look anything like that. Uh, I've it, just done a little bit of... Um, I, I, I've just done a little bit of detective work, Ben. Because okay. I didn't like i didn't think of, i didn't think we had flashlight technology in 1990 that was what i was going to ask i mean flashlights if you had to ask me gun to my head i'd say they came out 2005 2006 yeah but it turns out uh, i'm at the wikipedia article right now for flashlight and the flashlight Which, is yep. a brand of artificial vagina or artificial anal opening uh sex toy uh, Does it mention was, heimlich at all uh no <laughs> a little control uh, f there <laughs> Under the production history uh, tab of the Wikipedia article, um, it was designed by Steve Shubin, who was mm-hmm. granted a patent in July 1998 for his invention. So this oh. could have been the first. That's what you do. You get seeds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the patent is for a device for discrete sperm collection. <laughs> Where's the lie? Where is the lie? <laughs> um, well, that could have been that could have been the first 1998. He's got the patent. He needs some, for want of a better word, seed money. Oh, and so God. he goes to Pixar and says, "Hey, you guys, uh, I love. First of all, I loved Toy Story. You're making a second one. Amazing! I can't wait. Anyway, I have." Uh, some sperm collection technology that you need to get on the ground floor of. Tell me what you're making. Does it, is there something that has a weird slug creature in it? Um, <laughs> Aesthetically, a slug creature would be best suited to the shape of the top secret device I'm working on. Now, uh, without... Uh, I think 1998, Steve Jobs was still in charge of Pixar, right? Steve Jobs? Wasn't Steve Jobs chairman of Pixar in 1998? I mean, that's news to me. Because he left Apple and went to... I, I, I'm just... Maybe I'm insane, but I'm pretty sure what happened was he left oh, Apple no, you're, and went you're to You're absolutely Pixar. right. Yeah. This has been a very Google-heavy right? episode. Um, no, but I, I'm just saying that, like, um, you know, in the way that he would sort of walk into a room... <laughs> in mm-hmm. Apple and be like, uh-huh. I want an iPod. Make me an iPod. <laughs> and they're just like, 
them out. Tens of thousands of designers and engineers would have to. Uh huh. Do you think? Do you think genius. he watched some? Do you think he watched some some early rushes from a bug's life, and, <laughs> and went, said, I want to fuck into- that <laughs> slug. <laughs> I want to fuck the, let me fuck the caterpillar. Let three one of his famous tattoos in the design room being like, this slug isn't fuckable enough. Start again. Let me and three of my rich buddies fuck this caterpillar. I need four of these. I need four of these by Monday. Damn it. They are for personal use only. I mean, that is interesting that, I mean, if we say that this was given to a few high ranking Pixar executives, Surely Steve Jobs would have had to have been the recipient of one of these. I mean, absolutely. You can't, you can't bypass jobs. <laughs> if, you, if you give it to the other Pixar execs and leave Jobs out, he's, that's going to get back to him. And I, I mean, there's a scene in uh, the Sorkin uh, biopic where he goes at length to talk about destroying someone who didn't give him a slug to fuck. So, I mean, I think it was kind of known... I think it's that vindictive. Is this a recent ad? Because, uh, I mean, could this have feasibly re entered circulation after Steve Jobs' death? Oh, you think <laughs> this is an estate sale? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, I, do you know what, though? If, if this was Steve Jobs' Caterpillar Fleshlight, <laughs> I'd be putting it in the coffee. You know what I mean? That would be. <laughs> I'd probably lead with that. Actually, yeah, let's start with fucked by Steve Jobs himself. Yeah. yeah. Steve Jobs's uh, personal discreet sperm collection device. Uh-huh. Um, guys, this has been a delight. Uh, it's been horrible, actually. It's been a really, really? it's been it, it's been it's been a really um upsetting episode in a way. Can I sorry, I know I know what you're trying to wrap up. Uh-huh. But look, I've just I've just managed to I've just managed to find this this Heimlich flashlight. And I don't think there's a hole in it. It doesn't appear that way. It doesn't appear functional. This is a, this is a, a non-functional flashlight. Well, I'm sorry, I but mean, it says 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So maybe just, just by being in the presence of this, um, <laughs> of, of this the, the whole, uh, caterpillar I mean, flashlight. If you look at you, the original patent material, the, uh-huh. the, the whole purpose of the flashlight, the reason it walks this earth uh-huh. is, it, is it a, a discreet, a device for the discreet, um, collection of sperm. Uh huh. But if there is if there is no hole, uh huh, in the Heimlich flashlight sure. to, to to you know, I mean, it's just going everywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, I, is that is that? Are you telling me you're going to pass on this offer? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, look, I mean, you know, so you are going to sleep on this one. I can. I have, despite this, despite this person's uh, protestations, I will sleep on this. Well. <laughs> All I can see is that this is going to increase in value uh, because they're not making any more of them. There's only four of them in the world. The other ones aren't showing up. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other three were thrown into a volcano. <laughs> they were thrown into Mordor. Yeah, the only, the only thing that can go wrong here is if some, you know, if they fall into the hands of some pesky hobbits or whatever, but I'm going to be pretty <laughs> bloody careful. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Ben McClay, thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. It's been uh, at points a delight. <laughs> <laughs> you are on Twitter as Thomas Violence. That is factually accurate. Yep, certainly uh-huh. correct. Um, you, your podcast is Punta Vista. You can find that whenever, wherever people get pods and you can also <laughs> join your Patreon uh, on the Patreon website. Uh, yeah, those are all the things I probably would plug. 
Oh, uh-huh. so uh, I, my other sort of job, uh, I'm doing movie streams from the you Facebook are, page yes. of a uh, Brisbane arcade bar called Netherworld. Friday nights from 6pm, we're doing clip shows and all sorts of fun stuff because uh, you can't run events when you're not allowed to have people in a building. That so is, you can't argue with that. Um, you so cannot, you can, the police will find you. I've never been to Netherworld. Um, because I, I'm so rarely in Brisbane, but everything I hear about that place is that it, it fucking rules. It's it's very good. I am uh, extremely thrilled that a friend of mine uh, really wanted to open an arcade bar, and then when I said, "Can I please play movies?" he said yes, and it's uh, it's worked out pretty well for me. Mm. Uh, so where can people find out about that? Uh, if you go to the Netherworld Arcade Facebook page, there'll be posts about it there, uh, or you can subscribe to the Twitch, which I think is Twitch.tv/NetherworldArcade. Fantastic. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. And Michael, it's a pleasure to, to, to chat with you always. I do hope you um, stop having panic attacks at the, pre- at the uh, thought of seeing other people because it'd be lovely to have you around. Oh, uh, unfortunately, Ben, I you have to have build another computer. To build a computer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Understood. Well, until next week, bye. Bye. If you like pina colada. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.